the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good afternoon and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. It is, of course, the program where we typically take your calls, answer your questions about the things you care the most about, questions about God and the historical Jesus, questions about the Bible. We talk about worldviews and world religions. But from time to time, we have authors, artists, we have guests on who are making a difference in the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. Joining me is Justin Woodside. He's the development director at Camp Idrahaji. Justin Woodside, welcome to the program. Hey, Gino. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm just uh, so thankful to be here and um, just thankful to represent Camp Idrahaji. So thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, one of the great things, I grew up in the in Christ, in the Calvary Chapel movement. And there was the the guy who was the, the leader of the Calvary Chapel movement was a guy named Chuck Smith. And Chuck Smith got saved at camp. In other words, in his, in his world, camp is the place where you went to go meet Jesus. And it's interesting to me that at Camp Idrahaji, that, that's sort of that seminal um, place of reference to, to it's the place where people go to to experience the Lord, to meet Jesus, to have their life changed. Has that, has their mission changed? No. And, you know, uh, one thing that's really exciting for us is that, uh, you know, we're coming up uh, next year on our 75th anniversary. Can you believe so that? We're, we're looking at 75 years of really pointing campers to Christ. And, uh, you know, our model and, and vision for that has not changed. Um, you know, we've adapted and, and gotten more robust with our curriculum and our staff and our programming. Um, but our mission at the end of the day has not changed. And that's, that's it, just pointing campers to Christ and um, showing and sharing the gospel with kids and, um, and being a light so that they can go out and be a light uh, in the world that we're in. You know, one of the things I don't think I knew about Camp Idrahaji, I knew that they were operating, but I didn't think I knew that they were a year-round ministry. So it's my understanding that Camp Camp Idrahaji has camps, retreats, things happening all year round. Yes. Uh, it never ends. We're so busy. Uh, you know, I think typically we think, oh, it's, it's, um, it's summer camp and that's our focus. Sure. Um, but... You know, we one of our biggest things that we do is Mountain Lab School, and that runs uh, in the fall and the spring. And, uh, you know, it really is it's outdoor education. So what happens is we have a whole bunch of schools from the Denver metro area that come up, um, and we get to do uh, teach them outdoor education classes. They get to get in nature, hands-on experience. Uh, and for us, it's this great ministry because we have uh, Christian schools come up, we have non-Christian schools come up, we have homeschool groups come up, um, and it's a constant. So we're, we're excited for that piece. Uh, that is a big part of who Idrahaji is as well. Uh, it's not just summer camps. And uh, 
So great opportunity for us to minister to those folks that come up um, and share the gospel and, and be open for, uh, you know, schools that are in the Denver metro area and being able to serve them in that way. So moms and dads, um, grandmas and grandpas who want to have their children or grandchildren involved, that they don't have to necessarily do it through a school or a church. Can they call Camp Idrahaji direct and ask about what some of the availabilities might be? Yep. Absolutely. They can call us directly. Um, you can also, we just got a, a newer website, um, so idrahaji.org. Uh, we just kind of got a new facelift there, and so you can kind of see how robust our programs are. Take a look at our events, um, you know, how to register. You can register directly through there um, and certainly call to, and we'd love to kind of uh, share with you a little bit more about our programming and what it looks like to send your kid um, to camp. Now, Many people, they hear Idra Haji and they go, what in the world does that mean? Now, I happen to know what it means. Uh, but for our audience, what does Idra Haji mean? Sure. So um, it's pretty simple. <laughs> I'd rather have Jesus. Yes. Uh, and, and, and we love that. We love that that's in our name. And that's that's in our DNA. Uh, that's who we are, right? We'd, we'd much rather have Jesus than, than anything else. Right, so, than the song, I'd rather have Jesus yep. than silver or, uh, yep. or gold. I'd rather have yep. Jesus than riches untold. Yep, that's our famous song, and that's it. We stand by that, and uh, it's posted at, at our gates, and, you know, we love that. And, you know, like I said, what better opportunity than, you know, busloads of students coming up from Mountain Lab School, coming under that gate that just stands for I'd rather have Jesus. Now, I know you came on board, Justin, you know, September 2021, right in the thick of COVID-19. Are there COVID restrictions? Are there any prohibitions? Are, is, it, is it business as you, you know, is it, is it pre-pandemic Idrahaji? Yes, business as usual. Um, you know, obviously, we, we follow any sort of the guidelines that come up and that type of thing, but business as usual. Um, and certainly if someone wants to wear a mask, you know, uh, go ahead and do that. But for us, you know, we're kind of just trying to, to get past that and move forward in, with safety and, and do our best to just move forward with programming the best we can and with the new guidelines in place. So, so, so if people want information, they can go to Idra Haji. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E dot org. And again, there they can find out about, well, uh, the all ages pioneer camp mountain village wilderness ridge aspen view so so y- y- you there's camps available for all age groups right yes that's correct ages 6 all the way through 17 so uh there's something for for everyone um you know the little ones come and they can stay for a few days and then we have week long uh typical camps that we run and so we cover the gamut, and there's quite a few different programs from the different camps that we have um, into some of our narrow way programs where we lead backpacking trips and a little bit more uh, robust experiences out in nature. So is there any safe, legal ways to collect rocks and mineral specimens when you're up there? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a I question mean, for me and you, right? No, right. We both love geology, so uh, you know. I mentioned to you, I, I'm a, I, you know, I got a geology bug in my heart, and uh, you know, I love it. Tumbling rocks, collecting rocks, uh, it's God's beauty and design, and I think that's what I'm drawn to. And so, uh, it's a great place to be. Tons of quartz rocks, beautiful rocks. God made them all. So, great. Yeah. Well, 
and again, uh, as you're doing these uh, things, is there something, um, are, are you working on some other uh, camp support for the future? I mean, obviously Pioneer Camp, Mountain Village, Wilderness Ridge, Aspen, Narrowway Expeditions, you've got lots and lots to do, but are you guys working on some new stuff? You know, our biggest thing right now is we are, um, you know, kicking off a, a capital campaign. So uh-huh. um, we're in the midst of building a new wastewater treatment facility for camp. And, uh, you know, this came up, uh, you know, quite a few months back, about six or eight months. And um, we're in a spot where, uh, you know, our leach field and some of the design that we have in, in the infrastructure of camp is age, aged out and, uh uh, the state has said, hey, we got to change things up. And so uh, we have the opportunity now that we're raising funds to build a wastewater treatment facility. And this wow. is a big endeavor for us. Uh, it's, it's one of the biggest, in fact, that we've probably ever taken on as a, as a, a ministry at camp. And uh, and so, uh, you know, we're, ki- we're starting to kick that off. We're starting to dig. We're starting to uh, make progress on what those lines will look like, the design and architecture of it all. Um, but we're excited and we're moving forward and, and that project uh, it has to be completed by summer of 2023. And so uh, we're doing our best to raise money for that and uh, be good stewards of the time that we have and digging and doing everything that we can to make that happen for the ministry. And that's what's going to keep the ministry going. Well, Justin Woodson, thanks so much. Woodside, thanks for being my guest. Again, the website, idrahaji.org. Idrahaji.org. Justin, have fun. Oh, you are welcome. Take care. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci inviting you to call 303 873 1935. Again, producer Jim is standing by to uh, take your call and uh, ask your question or comment for me, 303 873 1935. 35, I wish I could tell you that the COVID crisis is over with, but again, there are more and more um, outlets, if you will, that are reporting about new variant strains, including what they're calling the BA2 Omicron variant. This is the new COVID strain. And again, it makes perfect sense to me that people are focusing on Ukraine and Russia. They're focusing on inflation. They're they're focusing on the fact that, hey, how do I fill my tank with gas and how am I going to afford food at the grocery store? Um, a number of different health organizations, including the CDC and the World Health Organization, are reporting that at least 40 countries, including the United States and the United Kingdom, India and Denmark, have detected this new version of what they're calling the Omicron BA2 variant. And um, there's been several cases reported in a number of different news outlets like Sky News and, and worldwide news agencies um, uh, talking about, yes, more shutdowns in Hong Kong and Shanghai. And um, so be aware, be aware that I don't know exactly how long this is going to last or or what exactly um, people are going to 
suggest, um, but there's a number of different groups from all over the world, including South Africa, that are reporting on um, efficacies of viruses and efficacies of treatments and um, a number of different organizations are um, reporting it. And so the Center for Disease Control and Prevention um, has estimated that the Omicron was likely responsible, according to them, for 99.9% of COVID-19 infections um, since January 22nd. And the CDC says that the prevalence of some of these other variants, including the BA2, um, has been included in the tally. They're they're estimating that 50% of U.S. cases as of the week ending March 26th in the regions, including New York and New Jersey, that that's 70% of cases. And like I said, at least 40 other countries are reporting um, cases including Denmark, India, Sweden, Singapore, and the Philippines, and I'll have more. 303-873-1935. That's the number if you want to join me on the program. Health officials are calling this BA2 Omicron the stealth variant because apparently people got used to the idea of finding a variant um and the difference is is not profound. Um, and so, again, with the mutation of, of these variants, it just seems like it's a never-ending cycle. And I know if you're like me, you feel like you're done with this. I mean, guess what? I have had this disease. I have gotten over this disease. I have antibodies for this disease. I think I want I want to be done. 303-873-1935. We have the, a question about organized religion. Um, you know, should I believe in organized religion? And I guess, you know, one of my answers is, you know, why would you believe in disorganized religion? But I think that if we take the question at face value... A dictionary definition of quote-unquote religion would be something similar to belief in God or gods to be worshipped, usually expressed in conduct and ritual. Any specific system of belief or worship, often involving a code of ethics. So in light of that kind of a definition, the Bible does in fact speak about organized religion. But in many cases, the purpose and impact of organized religion isn't something that God is pleased with. In other words, for for many people, organized religion becomes a substitute for relationship with God through Christ. Now, there's a couple of ways of thinking about this. The first way of thinking about this is human organized religion and then the revelation that God has given concerning how he's to be worshipped. In Genesis chapter 11, this is probably the first instance of organized religion. And the descendants of Noah organized themselves to build the Tower of Babel. 
Now, you might be thinking, you mean the Tower of Babel was a religious edifice? Do we think about Babel, not in just in terms of a public building, but as a religious center or even a religious worship center? <clears throat> now, in Genesis chapter 11, they built the Tower of Babel instead of obeying God's command. God's command was, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. There was a growing group of people who said, you know what, we're not going to go out, we're not going to fill the earth, we're going to stay right here, and we're going to have a city, and we're going to institute our own um, civilization. They believed that their unity was more important than their relationship with God. Now, again, is there value in unity? Yes. But is it possible to have a kind of organized disobedience? I think that the answer is yes. So God stepped in, confused their languages. And so there was a supernatural judgment on the first attempt at organized religion. In Exodus chapter 6 and following, God organized, if you want to use that term, religion for the nation of Israel. And then the, the giving of the commandments, the laws regarding the tabernacle, the sacrificial system, these were all instituted by God and were to be appropriately followed by the Jewish people. And further study of the New Testament clarifies that the intent of this religion was in part to point people to for their need of a Savior, Messiah. In other words, the revelation that God gave was to serve as an indicator of humanity's sinfulness and the need for a savior. And Paul talks about this in Galatians chapter three and also in Romans chapter seven. However, many have misunderstood this and they worship the rules and the rituals rather than God. And so throughout Israel's history, many of the conflicts experienced by the Israelites involved conflicts with organized religions like those religions that were organized to worship Baal and the religions that were organized for Dagon and Molech. And, of course, God defeated the followers of those religions, demonstrating his sovereignty and his omnipotence. So the question is an interesting question. What should I believe about organized religions... And should I believe in an organized religion? Well, I guess it all depends on which religion you're talking about. 303-873-1935. I'll be back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Inviting you to call 303-873-1935 with your questions 
about God, about the historical Jesus, about the Bible. Again, if you'd like to join me on the program, easy peasy. You just pick up the phone. You uh, dial. You know, I guess people don't really dial anymore. They press little buttons. But again, if you press the number three and zero and three and eight, seven, three, 1935, producer Jim will pick up the phone, uh, ask you what your question is. We'll make every effort to get your question on the program. And um, one of the questions, obviously, (laughs) you know, people who characterize themselves People are often asked, are you religious? Are you spiritual? It was interesting to me uh, during the course of the Supreme Court nomination, a United States senator again asked um, the Supreme Court nominee when life begins. And of course, she said, I don't know. Now, again, you know, do you have an opinion? And again, all of these questions are just simply to try and gauge a worldview. What do you believe about what it means to be human? What do you believe about about rights? Um, obviously, this particular nominee is wed to the abortion narrative. So it's just going to be a real challenge and difficulty. 303-873-1935. Happy to talk about what it, what does it mean to be, be spiritual, but love to take your call. 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Sergio, welcome to the program. Hi, good afternoon, Gino. Thanks for having me on. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, so I actually... Um, I seen a video a few weeks ago of Pastor Jeff Durbin from Apologia Church. I believe they're based off of Arizona. Him and a, um, a few other Christian men uh, met with uh, the state of Colorado, the state Senate. Um, um, I'm not sure. It was just some, some lawmakers here in the state of Colorado uh, give, uh, making a case for why abortion is evil. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the news. uh Abortion law that is either has passed or they were trying to pass here in the state of Colorado. I haven't seen the update, um, but they are actually they met, you know, and they gave uh, their case. Uh, they were heard. It was an awesome, awesome video uh, that I saw on YouTube. But also they are organizing another gathering um, in the state capitol in downtown Denver this Saturday. Uh huh. Um, and you know they sent an invitation on YouTube, and I seen it, and I just today I just felt really compelled to. Um, share that, you know, if there's anybody that's listening that cares about what the state is doing, this is a great opportunity for them to come out. and, and Yeah, I, I had Dr. Doug Grotice on when they were doing the um, introduction in the committee about this most severe and draconian abortion bill. It's my understanding that it has passed that committee. I don't, like you, I don't know if it's passed the legislature and it's been signed into law by the governor. I don't know any of that uh, information. Do you have a website or a place where people can go to get information about the event on Saturday? Yes. So they have a YouTube channel. They can look up Apologia, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios. 
um, and they will be able to find that, you know, call that invitation for this Saturday, April 2nd at 2 p.m. on there. And that's a YouTube channel. Right. I did know that the president of the United States released his budget um, yesterday. Um, and it's my understanding that they omitted um, the bipartisan language prohibiting taxpayer funding of abortion. So there seems to be a growing um, sentiment that uh, – that the new budget at the federal level will provide for abortion on demand for anyone. California says you can have an abortion basically for free and they'll pay all of the bills. Planned Parenthood uh, apparently received $400 million increase in Title X federal family. It's a euphemism, family planning program. But what it is, it's... um, it's money to to kill unborn children. So, yeah, we're in trouble. Yes. Yeah, Th- you know, I just uh, – I appreciate you uh, lending your platforms. You know, I, it was just a conviction I've had for the past 20 minutes. Uh, and I was like, God's like, call. And I was like, should I say that? Yes. I well, one more time. Give the website. Uh, if, you, um, if you go on YouTube, I know their YouTube channel, Apologia Studios, Pastor Jeff Durbin, they're holding a – um, a rally to abolish abortion in the state capitol, downtown Denver, uh, this Saturday, April 2nd at 2 p.m. Everyone that um, is listening that is uh, convicted by what is happening and um, we want to stand up for truth, that's a good opportunity for us to gather united in the same faith. Hey, thank you for your call. Thank you, Gino. 303-873-1935. That's the number if you want to uh Join me on the program, 303-873-1935. Let's see who's up. Armando, welcome to the program. Hello, Gino. Hi there. Um, when I was uh, in Denver, uh, I have to make a confession that whenever they want to un- wanted to announce an end-time seminar, unilaterally I would refuse to do that. And I'll tell you why. All the books that I know and preachers, they have conferences. They talk about the signs until it's coming out of your ears. But they never touch what I think is the crux of the matter, which is Matthew 25, that in part says where God is going to judge the world and the ones on the left. He said uh, he is going to say to them, um, come blessed on my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of, of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me I, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and uh, you gave me drink and so on. But then... In verse 41, it says to the ones in the left, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, because I was hungry, and you did not feed me, and thirsty, and you did not 
give me nothing to drink. And apparently it looks like this is salvation by works. And after many years, I, it dawned on me that this is not works, that the one that sees suffering and does nothing but yelling in church, raising their hands, crying, which is great and good, but then they see people suffering and they do nothing or very little, little. And last week, I saw a wonderful news on the television that some organization of bakers, not Christians, but owners of bakery, uh, bakeries have gotten together to go and take food and bread to the people in Ukraine. And I'm getting to hear of the Baptists, Pentecostals, Methodists, getting together to send food and money to the people suffering in Ukraine. So I pray to God that people like Salem or uh, would take the initiative to gather all the stations proclaiming the gospel and let's feed the hungry. What did you take uh, on that, especially... Well, I only, I only have a few seconds, but my friend uh, Franklin Graham has established a field hospital. Others have fa- established a, a number of great works from a number of different sources. But thank you for your call. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The number is 303-873-1935. There's just a couple of things that I wanted to be able to talk about. Um, you know, just a quick update on what's gone on um, for the last month, just quickly. Um, in in the Ukraine-Russian war, um, basically, you'll remember NATO leaders land, – uh, went to um, Brussels for a Ukraine summit. And on March 24th, NATO leaders went to Brussels and um, several NATO nations agreed to send weapons to Ukraine. But again, in the news, think about this, almost 6.5 million people have been internally displaced in Ukraine. Um Earlier, the president warned China about the consequences if China provides support for Russia. And Russian forces accused of kidnapping the mayor of of Melitpol. And uh, Mariupol has suffered attacks but refuses to surrender. And um, the Russians have taken control of the key city of Kyrgyzstan. There's more and more evidence that seems to indicate that even if the Russians um, are successful in their attempt to subdue the nation, to occupy it and control it is going to be very, very difficult. 303-873-1935. That's the number if you want to join me on the program. And... um, I was. We were talking a little bit about religion and spirituality, and I talked a little bit about organized religion. But if religion is defined as belief in God or gods, and it usually expressed in conduct or ritual, 
or a specific belief system or a, a way to worship involving a code of ethics. Spirituality can be defined as the quality or the fact of being spiritual. Now, one of the great questions that people ask from a philosophical standpoint is can matter and energy produce spirit? So again, here we are in that world where we have to ask and answer, what kind of a, of a universe could create you? And can matter and energy create a soul? So did matter create mind or did mind create matter? So spirituality is often defined as the quality or the fact of being spiritual or non-physical or predominantly a spiritual character, like thought, life, spirituality, and tone. So to put it briefly, religion is a set of beliefs and rituals that claim to get a person in a right relationship with God, and spirituality is the focus on spiritual things and the spiritual world instead of physical things or earthly things. And so perhaps one of the most common misconceptions about religion is that Christianity is just another religion like Islam or Judaism or Hinduism. Sadly, many who claim to be followers, those who embrace Christianity, they they practice Christianity as if it were a religion. So to many, Christianity is nothing more than a revelation of a set of rules and rituals that a person has to observe in order to get to heaven after death. But that's actually not true Christianity. True Christianity in that sense isn't a religion, rather it's having a relationship with God by receiving Christ as Savior by grace through faith. On all of those elements that we talked about, about repentance from sin, the belief that sin is a problem and that sinners need a Savior and that Jesus goes to a cross and dies a death that the sinner deserves and then comes back to life to authenticate both his identity and mission and ability to save. So does Christianity have rituals or or what we might call observances like baptism and the Lord's Supper? And the answer is yes. Christianity does have rules to follow. There's repetitions of certain commandments that are given in the Old Testament and repeated in the New Testament, like loving the Lord, not murdering, loving one another. But these rituals and rules aren't the essence of Christianity. The rituals and rules of Christianity are the result of salvation. When we receive salvation through Jesus when we are baptized as a proclamation of that faith, when we go on record that we are Christ followers, when we observe the Lord's Supper in communion in remembrance of Christ's sacrifice, and then we look at what the New Testament says about the revelation 
of things that are allowed and things that are not allowed, and then the freedom that is given, the New Testament isn't simply a list of do's and don'ts, but there are prohibitions. There are commands in the New Testament. And the Christian says yes to them because they love the Lord. So the most common misconception about spirituality is that there's many forms of spirituality and that all are equally valid. That if you meditate in a certain position, if you reflect on nature, if you seek conversation with the spirit world, all of that seems to be quote unquote spiritual activities. But according to the Bible, these are false spiritual activities. And this is a false spirituality. So if true spirituality is possessing the Holy Spirit of God as a result of faith in Christ and embracing salvation through Jesus Christ, true spirituality becomes the fruit, the manifestation of the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. And that's talked about, of course, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, where it says the fruit of the Spirit, speaking the Holy Spirit of God, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So I want to point out in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, when it says the singular fruit of the Spirit is love, But this love isn't something that you touch, taste, smell, or quantify. But then it manifests itself in the presence of joy, the presence of peace, the presence of patience, the presence of kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And against such things, there is no law. In other words, you don't have to make up prohibitions. Spirituality is all about growing in grace and in the knowledge of the truth, reflecting the character of Christ, modeling the character of Christ, becoming like God who is spirit. Remember in in John chapter 4, Jesus said that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if God is a spirit, then spirit of necessity precedes matter, energy, motion, time, creation. Matter can't produce spirit. Only spirit can produce matter and reality. So what religion and spirituality have in common is that they can both be false methods of having a a right relationship with, or having a relationship with God. So how do you have a relationship with God? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.